Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Faith, I'm, I'm, you know, God's speaking about me, and, and yesterday I was quite, uh, I was just feeling like, just almost quite tearful about um, this whole prospect of understanding what God's doing, you know, on the planet at the moment, and, and I'm hearing a lot of great news, what God's doing, Muslims being saved, having full-blown visions of Jesus, literally getting saved from Jesus, literally visiting them. Um, imams including, meaning Muslim leaders, and you, you need to check some of this news out, and, and that will get you excited about God's kingdom, amen, because you could easily get won over by the news of the world, you know, I was speaking to a lady yesterday, she's not sure she wants to travel on the, on the planes anymore, because they still haven't found the other plane that took off, you know, eight, nine weeks ago, and uh, people are living in some fear, and you know, that can get on you, you know, the opposite of Faith is fear, amen. So it does take a little bit of homework, a little bit of um, discipline to allow yourself to live in faith, amen. Otherwise, you're just free falling, you know, just free falling. And and, and, no, you want to have style, you want to fly, you want to be like an eagle, and and you want to get altitude and live your best life in God, amen. And so I, I think these days, and I think I'll try and tease out for me how the church was started a bit. It was started through that prophecy in the last days. He will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Young men will, dream, young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. We had a vision for a church, a spirit-filled, miracle-working, wonderful church that would do great stuff for people. And, uh, and we really really thought it was from God, really went to task and prayed about that and God more or less signed, sealed and delivered it in our spirits that yes, he wanted the old fields to start this church in Wyong and, uh, and so we did, we hit the road running in faith but in, and empowered by the spirit and I think it was the only way that we survived as a church because we were empowered by God. Now listen, there may be some areas and regions where you can have just a nice church, but we actually were plonked down in Wyong, and we had the hordes of hell trying to extinguish our flame, amen? And uh, but God chose us, like chose Abraham, God chose us. To, and Jamie, of course, my daughter's just turned back up from South Africa, missions work. She's my number three daughter. She's over there with our executive pastor, Garth Paul. They've flown back in this morning. And um, hats off to them. Praise God um, for their great work over there. But uh, Jamie put on her blog a little bit about the history of our church. Did you read that? And not many people realize that we had a really dramatic start of birthing this church. We, we tease it out sometimes, but we don't like to freak people out because we have to mention things like witches and, um, you know, taking high ground and uh, excessive prayer and uh, <laughs> excessive prayer and uh, <laughs> living, living on the edge 
for God. And, and you know, these are, these are subjects that, you know, make people a little bit challenged and, you know, but that's what got us through in birthing the church, amen? That's what got us through in birthing this church. It was the Spirit of God, it was prayer, but it was this, it was vision. And that's what I want to speak about this morning. I want to kickstart the Vision Builders Month. It's the first day of the month. Pinch of, what is it? Pinch and a punch the first day of the month. You did so well this morning. And your hubby has been sick too long. Luke Boyd, be healed. Be healed. Now, this is getting ridiculous. This has been about two weeks. He's come good. No, no, no. He's come good. Be healed in Jesus' name, Luke Boyd. And we need him back. All is forgiven. He can come back. <laughs> so, again, what really enabled us to start the church was an excessive amount of faith it was. And you guys from Ballina, God bless you. You turned up on the coast. You're living here now. God bless you. Evans, friends, God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. You're not going to work for Telstra too, are you? <laughs> How many? Okay, so guys, look. Half the church, I have to tell you, half the church works for Telstra. Is that all right? Do you mind that? If, half the, if, if you work for Optus, I'm sorry about that. If you work for Vodafone, I'm sorry about that. But literally, maybe half the church works for Telstra. That's all cool. We, we get that. We, we, Telstra is helping us pay for the ministry in their tithes and all. Thank you, Telstra. Thank you, Telstra. <laughs> Excessive amount of faith. Um, excessive amount of faith, um, a, a ver- an endearment with the Holy Spirit, like our life depended on the Holy Spirit for wisdom, because the Bible says in uh, Isaiah that the Holy Spirit gives you wisdom and understanding. It, it's amazing. We were in the back room in the engine room praying. We'd sort of come to the end of ourselves of praying a bunch of stuff. We're about half an hour into it. But when we began to speak in tongues and pray and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to pray now? Bang! Man, we just had more than enough to pray for. Look, we, literally, we could have been there for two hours instead of just one hour. The Holy Spirit wants to give you wisdom and understanding and wants to create a level playing field. I like that. R.T. Kendall says, the Holy Spirit creates a level playing field. You're not trying to kick up hill, and our soccer team won 3-0 yesterday. Isn't that great? Awesome. You're not trying to kick, you know, you kick the ball and it runs back down, and you kick another goal in finances and it runs back down, and you're trying to kick goals and the ball's running. No, the Holy Spirit creates a level playing field. Doug, well done yesterday. You get a goal, did you? Awesome. So when you kick the ball, Kate Duffy got a goal. Awesome. Girl power. She's not here this morning. She'll be here tonight. The Holy Spirit creates a level playing field. So when you kick, the ball runs along the ground and you know, some goals can, like when I was watching you a couple of weeks ago, one of your goals just dribbled in. You know, it was just struck right and just rolled in. The goal, goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. The goal, they couldn't get to it. But, you know, it's not all dramatic, but you're scoring goals. You know what I mean? You're scoring goals. It's not dramatic. You know, you don't have to be dramatic, but you, you need to definitely be scoring goals as a, as a born again Christian. Amen. And the Holy Spirit will enable you to do that. But the, the thing I, I know now, I know now is that we had real vision and vision compelled us to do what we were called to do. Vision is like the guardrails of the road. It stops you just falling off into the craggy rocks below. It keeps you on the straight and narrow with God, but it stops you doing ridiculous things with your money, with your life, 
you know, I'm going to go to the cross for three days and party. Now, you don't do that because you've got a vision. Uh, I'm going to buy something ridiculous that I don't even want next week because you've got no vision to honor God with your finances. It's like that. I'm going to eat a, a chocolate cake this big myself because I have no vision for health. No, you, 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 when you don't have vision, the Bible says you perish, you dwell carelessly. Another version says you roam around aimlessly. And another version says you are ungovernable. God's trying to get you into the slipstream and go, where is he now? Well, where is he now this morning? Uh, you know, where's this guy now? Oh, he's, he's, man, he's gone down to Aladala for some reason. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. so this message called, and Julie asked me to do this. I'd already called it blessed, but we need to use the word flourish. Okay, Jules, I'll try and do that. Blessed. <laughs> And we declare the Vision Builders Month open for God, Lord, to, to stir up your people, for, them, for their eyes of their heart to be open to see the vision of what we're doing as a church, but what you are doing around their lives. Lord, you are actively around their lives all the days of their life. I pray that their eyes of their heart would be open, that they would see you and what you are doing around their life. So this statement here says, blessed Blessed, um, meaning pronouncement of the favor of God upon assembly, assembly, not just a gathering, but a, an assembly. I'll see how much I, of this I can get through. So when we talk about church, we're not just talking about a gathering, we're talking about people being assembled together. You know what it means? Assembled together. So when I, look, when I think about that, I think about the scripture, and the guys haven't got this, Ephesians 4, 15 to 6, and to 6, 16 it says, and again, Ephesians 4, 15 to 16, speaking the truth in love may grow up into all things into him, who's him? Jesus, who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. So it's not a loose gathering of people, good, strong church. It's a church that has come together and it says here, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love, which was our theme last month, love, amen? So the growth upwards collectively is into Christ, each one doing its share. That's why giving and vision builders is very important that everyone is more or less committed with time, talent, treasure, allowing the church to grow to be joined together by people contributing to each other but to the vision of the church so that we can do and effectively do great things for God. Amen. That is great church. So the church is made up of vision and it is propelled and it is propelled by faith. Faith. Amen. And so when you understand how important vision is, and I'll try and explain how important it is. So again, what's blessed mean? Uh, what's your life bless me? It says here, pronouncement of the favor of God upon an assembled congregation. And I just love it. People, when they come to this church, you know, they have, might have been on the dole for a while, unemployment, and all of a sudden, jobs are available. They were sick, ailing, all of a sudden, their body's being healed. They were troubled in their minds. They couldn't sleep at night. They were having panic attacks, but now they've got peace, amen? That's what church is about. Church is about bringing you into the sweet alignment, the sweet spot of living for God, giving glory to Him, amen? 
And it's the church's job, it's the church's duty to see that that happens. Not that you come here as, as just someone, you know, on this journey that you half understand and, and then you just turn up and, and, and you're not sure why you're here. But no, you need to have vision. Vision is what enables us to see the very reason of why we're here. So why does God want us blessed? Why does God want the church blessed? We need to look at that. Deuteronomy 23.5, let's go to the scriptures. If you've got a Bible, you can swing to these if you like. But I need to move very quickly. So that, I, I thought that was interesting, assemble together. Not just gathered together, but assemble together. Each one of you are important to this house. Deuteronomy 23 verse 5, however the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, uh, this False prophet Balaam was asked to curse God's people, but God said, no, I can't do that. So he turned that curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. So the first and greatest reason God blesses us is because he loves us, and he loves us unconditionally, amen? Just like you love your children, God loves you. It's one of his favorite things to do. It's one of the foundational truths of God that he cares immensely and that he even, in fact, enjoys, like Charlie yesterday at my grandson. Charlie, he's just turned three, Andrew and Jilly's child, three years of age, and he is just blessed. He's receiving gifts and he's loving those gifts and the parents are looking on, the grandparents are looking on, and we're just loving it, seeing this child blessed. Are we cranky? Are we... You know, are we sort of, no, we're celebrating. We're taking photos. And that's what God wants to see for you. That when you're blessed, you know, heaven's, you know, heaven's angels are taking photos of you, seeing that smile on your face, seeing you blessed that you're down here at, on the central coast, Terrigal, new job, new church, and heaven's taken, you know, Instagram photos and say, look how blessed these guys are. And Father God is saying, yeah, really? Is that right? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. So he wants us blessed. The Bible says in Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. My God will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory. So why does he want us blessed? That's a good question. Genesis 12.2 says, I will make you into a great nation, he says to Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith. It all starts with him. He's our great, 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 great grandfather. I needed to put a whole lot more greats in there, but I didn't have time, amen? And God says to him, Abraham, I want you to come out of that society, of that society that doesn't serve me, know me. I want you to come out and begin a journey with me. You don't know where you're going, but I'll sort of help you on the way. Abraham listens to him. Abraham's open to God. And so God has been seeking Abraham. God seeks you, by the way, in for you to understand your calling. So Abraham's called to begin this nation that, he, that in, in reality, he has not even got one person in that nation. And I'll get to that in a moment. Genesis 12, 2. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. So God wants to create in you this whole opportunity about your life where you are like conduit, where you're flowing the blessings of God. 
And this church is blessing, like we blessed South Africa just recently, where we're blessing, pardon? East Africa. What did I say? South Africa. East Africa. We're going to get to South Africa later. And um, God wants this church to be conduit. He doesn't want us to keep all the blessings to ourselves. He wants us to be blessed and to give it away. To be blessed and to give it away. That's what he wants for your life. Can you handle it? Are you interested in that? Are you interested in going, okay, good, I'll have some of that, yeah. What, some's mine and most of it's someone, yeah, okay. Can you do that? Yeah, I guess I can. Yeah, I'm not used to giving stuff away, but yeah, yeah, I'm used to holding it to myself. No, 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 I want you to give it away. You know, it's not all for you. Yeah, oh, okay, well, let me get used to this idea. Okay, so, yeah, all right, so what, yeah, okay, some here, some there, some there, some there. Yeah, okay. Oh, you got more? You got more? Okay, let's have some more of that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, more healing, more, more good words for someone, more love for someone, more blessings, more, more finances, more health. Yeah, I'll take some of that. Yeah, I know some people down the road that need some of that stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I could be back, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some of this, guys. It's all right. Oh, thanks, uh, Phil. Jeez, you're awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Wow. You got any more of that? Well, I don't know. I'll give it another shot. Yeah. Oh, hello, God. Yeah, you're still there, man. Yeah, you're still... And that, yeah, I'm in church. I'm in church. C3 Sunday. I'm, I'm in. I'm, hello. Uh, I couldn't find you Wednesday, but you're still there. But you know, he is, and, and he'll just, he'll just, you just got to get used to the idea that you're blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. No. Oh, thanks. That's my yeah, a little kid. Yeah, yeah, right. Got a sausage roll for play lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go hide. <laughs> All of them, you know, it's funny. I remember some kids that I knew, and they just go missing for about five minutes, because they were the kids who could afford it, you know, sausage roll or pie or something. You know, most times I couldn't afford anything, but they go disappear and they come back. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, inevitably, that if you stood in the playground, yeah, give us a bite, you know. <laughs> I love this prayer. Father, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you. Just close your eyes just for a moment. Father, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you that you've blessed me because you love me. Thank you for blessing me with salvation, forgiveness, and eternity in heaven with you. Thank you for the numerous other ways you've blessed my life. Help me to be a blessing to those around me. Use me to be a witness to others as I bless them in Jesus' name. Please show me the ways you're asking me to become more involved in 214 and beyond in Jesus' name. And the people of God say amen. So I haven't got too much time, but I'll, I'll just go through a little bit of this. So when we talk about the blessed life, we're talking about understanding God's calling in our life and what God has for our life. So I, I just know this, that everyone, every Christian is desperately wanting to know and desire that they are significant, that, they, that their life has meaning, that they matter, especially to God, to church, to other people, to each other. But th there's ways to do that. And, and, and you need to live by that reason. You need to live that you are here for a God reason, that you are here just like Abraham was chosen before the Bible says the theology that, that Abraham was chosen before creation, before time was set in place, before Abraham was placed in this entity called time, 
Abraham was chosen to be the father of nations, the father of faith. And can I just say this? I believe it's true what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, that he called you and purposed you. Mm. God's changing me up, my message. I just felt someone needs to hear this. In Ephesians, it says that you have been called. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 1, Ephesians. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise, verse 3, chapter 1, verse 3, Ephesians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now that's you. That's not Pastor Phil and Pastor Julie and just Pat. That's you, Doug. That's you, Julia. That's you, Matt. Paul is saying, we're just like Abraham. Abraham was chosen specially by God to be a father of nations. But then Paul says, actually, now in the New Testament, because Jesus has come and the Holy Spirit is here, praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us, say chose, in him, in who? In him, Jesus, before the creation of the world. You're being chosen. You just didn't come here by biological accident. Natasha turned up. Oh, look at this wonderful biological accident. Natasha, she's so gorgeous, so beautiful. She's so wonderful. She, man. No, Natasha was created in eternity, in heaven. And she was sent for a time such as this. And we wake up into this planet and we think, oh, we're just a biological accident. We're just, yeah, well, you know, I'm just part of the human race, seven billion people apparently, so yeah, I'll try and find some significance, yeah, maybe I'll become a rock star, maybe be a millionaire, maybe become famous, that's not the deal guys, it's understanding your calling, it's understanding your calling, that God sent you here on purpose, and can I say this, that God might have sent you to C3 Tugra on purpose. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's faith to live like Christ for all our